W-H-U-P-L-P Hillsboro. Today I've got Ebony with an eye. From Durham, born and raised, hillside bred local artist, basketball player for Barton College has been heating up the Triangle area with her pen for some time. I've also got Justin the Beloved. After this amazing instrumental, which I can't get enough of, you already know where you at, Spoken Stories. Attention poets and those who enjoy poetry. You are now in tune to the world's definition of art. Listen as being our body and our features being our heart. In honor of those who came before me, I welcome you all to Spoken Stories. Ladies and gentlemen, I've got a great one for you today. I've got Ebony with an eye coming from Durham, an amazing artist. I love seeing her perform and she's going to share some poetry with us today. Talk to talk to us about how amazing her pen is and kind of where she got that from. Um, Ebony, thank you for coming in here today. Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate your time. Oh, yes. Um, I know it's been a while since you and I have seen each other. Um, it was great how we seen each other on a basketball court, kind of talking mess to each other. And then we seen each other a couple weeks later at the uh, open mic. And just the look we gave each other, like, you here too? Um, so I am a fan of you, considering you're a college basketball player and you also have an amazing pen. And you kind of stalk me sometimes. I feel <laughs> like, um, yeah, go ahead and get that giggle out because we're about to enjoy each other today. Okay. Um, so how do you balance basketball with poetry, with being a friend, and really just balancing all that within your life? Do you still play basketball? Wow, that's a very good question. Okay, so to start things out, um, just balancing in in general is a it's a it's a tough topic only because we balance so many things every day. Um, life, family, school, you know, everything that goes on, but between basketball and poetry, those were those were my ways out. So if I was mad at somebody and I wanted to go hit somebody, oh, I'm about to go, you know, slam the basketball against the backboard until I get tired of my attitude, you know. Or if somebody has frustrated me, I'm going to go write about what they did. You know, nothing bad, not, nothing, not a bad story or anything, but just, like, just try to get that frustration out. Um, life is really all about expression and art and love. So as long as you're expressing expressing yourself well and um, just following your path, your purpose, what you what you were put here for, I mean, okay, I think I over answered the question. No, 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 not at all. And as you were answering the question, I was sitting here thinking like that's why I play basketball too. On days where I have a frustrating day and um, the pen maybe not be enough for me, I literally go pick up a basketball and I drive wherever I can find a pickup game because it's just that release and that pen is just that artistic form of expression. So I definitely, definitely understand. There is no over-answering, and I definitely understand with that. Why 
Why poetry, though? Um, I see you picked up the basketball to the um, extent where you appreciated it enough to play college basketball. But why poetry opposed to more literary writing, like writing stories or writing plays? What kind of brought you to appreciate poetry so much? Uh, poetry is just different. It's, it's its own lane. And there's no right poet, you know, like it's no right way you can write a poem. It's just you, it's free expression, like I said before. And um, poetry as to where basketball, basketball became a job. Like once you get to um, a collegiate level, it literally becomes a job. It's like waking up at five every morning, all this practice where poetry is like, okay, this is a place of peace. Like I can come here and Besides basketball, I'm happy here. Like, I'm happy. This is my happy place. I can write down whatever bothers me. This is my creative space. Boom, I love it. Oh, yeah, I agree. There is no pressure with poetry. I feel like people add the pressure with it, with trying to be the slam poet or trying to represent themselves more than just the art. But there is no pressure in poetry. It literally is that expression. And with basketball, especially on that collegiate level, there is no um, taking it easy. It's it's you are there for a reason, or somebody else is gonna take your spot. Exactly. Yeah. Did you um, have much success on the basketball court in high school and in um, at Barton? Um, high school was a lot more fun than uh, college, of course. Like I said, once you get to college, you really you understand it becomes a job. But um, in high school, basketball was fun, and then in college, like I said, it started becoming a job. Um, started just having to like I had to learn how to treat my body like. A lot of it started becoming like a mental game. It was no longer physical. Now it's all mental, you know. So it's a lot of things that I lacked in that field. But, I mean, you gr- you grow with time. So it's a lot of things that I gained, a lot of things that I learned, too, as well. So. Oh, yeah. We're here at Spoken Stories, W-H-U-P-L-P. I've got Ebony Dean with an I in the building, an amazing artist. She's going to share some of her poems. You, you ready to give us some, uh, some of the words? Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, we're going to start off. Um, with something special. Whatever she chooses to give is something special. You already know what we're about here on Spoken Words, on Spoken Stories, excuse me. We're about hip-hop, R&B, and we're about awesome poetry and kind of getting into the poets. So let's dive into some poetry right now. Gotcha. This is part one of Gilligan's Island. She hates me, but she tries to be just like me. She wants to wear what I like and write like me too. But the truth, I'm going to start over. Oh, you're good. Take your time. Gotcha. She hates me, but she tries so hard to be just like me. She wants to wear what I like and write like me too, but the truth is reflected in the light of my life. So the words that I type are different from hers. So I continue to fight her. I throw gas and ignite her, but the only flames burning are in the mirror. She must not be dead because I can still hear her. So I ponder on ways to kill her. I burn L's to ignore her thoughts, but once my brain cells pop, I don't remember. I knew she was hurting, but it takes a king's love to heal her. So I told her to rest her head on the pillow as she listens to Pillar. Hmm. Wow. Wow. That was a very, very strong, straight-to-the-point poem. Mm. Um, I typically take notes as I'm sitting here listening to the poets, but with that one, I really just wanted to enjoyed that piece what was the inspiration behind that um that was part one of Gilligan's Island so um that first part is basically saying honestly I'm being completely honest it was the first part was about my sister because she always takes my clothes (laughs) like it pisses me off but she always takes my clothes so I was like 
you know, she hates me. She tries so hard to be just like me. But then, you know, going deeper, that going deeper inside the poem, it was like I was talking to myself. She yeah. tries to be just like me. The other me, like, you know how, like, okay, you have you, but then you have, like, the good angel, the bad angel. Oh, yeah. Well, you have, like, a, a the good conscious and then a bad conscious. Like, and I call it the bad conscious the devil because it always gives you, like, you know, bad bad energies, bad thoughts, stuff like that. So, like, this was, like, the beginning of that. Like, I'm facing adversity with myself. So now I'm having to go against myself knowing that I have things that I like and also I have things that need to get done that I have to do. Oh, yeah. I feel like um, the older I get, I just turned 31. Um, Where? A, a, a little bit ago. and I, Happy belated birthday. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really feel like the only battle that we have in life is the battle within ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you sit there and pay attention to what the world has to throw at you, it's going to come at you every single day. Right. So it's about how you're going to approach it. I, I'm a middle school teacher. And I tell some of my amazing athletes, the only reason why you whack is because you tell yourself you whack. Like, and that's the exact same mm-hmm. thing with life as you get older. Like, once you realize what you can do and don't be your own, don't listen to that bad conscience, as you said it, and listen to the good side, so much more can come about it. It's so, 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 so true. So oh, yeah. True. We've got Ebony Dean in the building. We go open up with some of this amazing music. I've got um, Justin the Beloved. He has performed with Grammy Award winner Fred Hammond. He and I have performed and played together. Just an amazing artist, a producer, um, lyricist, plays the guitar. Uh, so much more that Justin gives us besides just music. Right. And I'm going to open up with this great song that he sent to me. It's called If I Can Give You Mine. Let me know what y'all think, listeners. Say if I could give you mine. Say if I could give you mine, if I could give you mine, say if I could give you mine, mine, if I could give you my whole undivided attention, follow every word, every single direction, give you all my love and all of my affection. Did I forget to mention that if I could give you mine, if I could give you mine, say if I could give you mine, mine, mine. 
mind If I could give you my heart on a platter I would do all the things I know I really should Cause I know good is all you want for me So I give you my heart and all its contents And I let you work out all the rest Cause you're perfect, nothing's on honey That was Justin the Beloved, an amazing artist. I really, really hope that y'all take y'all time to go find that man. Justin so the Beloved. Um, it's so amazing. The first time I met Justin was at a play, and he was just in the um, stage room just strumming at that guitar, just singing his heart out. And it was just amazing that he really wasn't even, like, enthralled in himself. He was just giving us his music. Uh, that song that we just listened to, If You Can Give Me, If... I could give you my excuse me um is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. He has an amazing video for it if you uh, want to find his Facebook page, Justin the Beloved. Exactly how it sounds. Uh, shout out to Justin. We're going to play some more amazing music from him later in this show, but um I love Ebony's reaction when she's singing that Justin was featured. She said, "Oh, you got Justin coming in." What? Yeah, I was so hype. I was so hype. I remember the first time I met him. He actually performed at Desan Ahanu's birthday thing, um, his the birthday show that church put together for him. Oh, yes. And um, so he was performing. I'm like, you know, I follow this guy. I follow him on Instagram. I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something. So I go over there, and I'm like, hey, I follow you on Instagram. You need to follow me back. And then, like, we just start cracking up, and we were, like, just cool since then. So, like, he's pretty dope. Um, even while he was performing, oh, dude, killed it. It mm-hmm. was amazing. Like, just the whole... The way he shifts the audience is amazing. He's a really, really, really talented and amazing person. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. He um, is known for that synthesizer that he uses. Yes, um, he connects with his audience in a way that makes everybody want more um, to the point that you kind of want to follow him on your feeds, on your social media. Um, Justin the Beloved is a singer, a musician, a producer, as I mentioned before. Um, and his voice has been poetically described as coated in honey and kissed by the sun. And I would agree with that. Like, Justin is a smooth, smooth artist. If you think of a younger Anthony Hamilton, that is who he reminds me of with just like a little bit more, I don't even want to say pop to put him in that category, but he has relevant music today. He knows how to make sure that you're going to listen to it considering what we are used to listening to. Oh, yes. Um, Again, I was Justin of Love. I've got Ebony Dean here, Spoken Stories, hosted by myself, (laughs) Poet Laureate of Hillsborough, North Carolina. And you already know what we're about. We're about getting to know these artists on a deeper level opposed to just listening to their poems. So um, I got another question for you. What is your goal? What is your goal as a spoken word poet opposed to just writing for yourself at home and sharing it with your friends and family for you to put yourself out there to be a featured artist and to go to these open mics and people recognize you from being an amazing poet? What is your goal within that? All right. I'm going to give you a little bit more background. So growing up, I had like a speech issue. And I, like, I stuttered all the time. I couldn't, just my speech was all types of messed up. And I get nervous, easy, stuff like that. And, you know, a lot of people struggle with public speaking. And I, I actually kind of, you know, I still struggle too. But I over I overcame it for the most part. Like, it's a lot of things that still get to me, a lot of things that I still need to work on. But um, just being able to talk, like, I couldn't pronounce anything with an R in it, anything with a Y in it. Like, so it really, it really... 
I don't even know the word I want to use right now, but it. It just shows know. growth. It shows triumph. It that, shows growth and overcome that you wasn't going to let that kind of hinder you. I can agree. I used to stutter horribly bad when my family and friends mm-hmm. would make fun of me to the point that it was natural. Like I would laugh at them making fun of me. And as a performer nowadays, every time I step on stage or I'm able to share a poem, it kind of makes me smile at my childhood self who mm-hmm. couldn't even put a sentence together. So I, I, I can relate to you 100% because the speech classes, they didn't necessarily work in elementary or middle school, right. but it's the want. It's the mm-hmm. want to not have to go through this anymore mm-hmm. is what kind of got us through those moments. Definitely. Oh, yes. Definitely. Um, I... You and I both have a relationship with a uh, phenomenal poet by the name of Dasan Ahanu. Mm-hmm. Um, where did your re- uh, interaction with Dasan Ahanu first take place? Oh, man. You know, when you first see him, you're like, man, that dude's tall. <laughs> you know, you're like, I wonder if he play basketball. And then, you you know, you start learning more and more about the person. You're like, oh, so you're the person everybody told me to keep looking up on YouTube and and then when you know that he's actually from your hometown, it's like, oh, oh, I need to, I need to be with you all the time. Where are you gonna be at? Let's go get lunch. You wanna write a poem while we're on lunch? I'm like, no, no, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But um, so many different encounters with him. He's always like a, he's always very humble. He always speaks. I always give him a big hug because like now he's like my buddy. But and he's so tall. You just he's you know he's so tall. You just gotta hug him. So. I like come up to his waist, but it's pretty cool. It's whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, we're we're talking about Dasan Ahanu. He featured on episode five of Spoken Stories, and when he came up in here, he kind of really lit it up. And um, one thing that I will say about Dasan is he has gifted me oh, with yeah. the gift of gifting. One thousand percent, he tells me all the time, "Don't keep this to yourself." Um, with having the platform of this radio show and just a lot of different endeavors that I dabble in, it really came from him inspiring me to continue to share what I have. Because that's what he does, full and full. He does not um, put himself on a pedestal or the platform. Us as fans of Dasan put him up there. And when we meet him, he drops himself back down by buying us drinks or just talking about uh, my kids or just in general. So uh, big shout out to Dasan Ahanu. I'm pretty sure that I've shouted him out more than anybody thus far on every single episode because he is a pioneer in the community. What's up, Dasan? Oh, yeah. Shout out to Dasan. (laughs) Um, As you mentioned, the... Um, speech impediment that you were plagued with as a child mm-hmm. how do you handle mistakes during performance because you did it very humbly in that first uh, poem you just said hold on I'm gonna start over um, as you are on stage how do you handle um, those um, hurdles oh man when I'm on stage it it gets to me I'm not even gonna lie it really does get to me because you gotta understand like even before the stage you're at home screaming this you know, getting it in your head, getting getting through it, working through your issues, working through all of that. So when you actually do it on stage, you're like, oh, man, let me bring it back. And sometimes you can you can bring it back to where it's like, okay, okay, it's fine. Give yourself a little breather and then finish. But then sometimes it's like, sometimes like my problem is I really get lost in how I felt when I wrote it. Like mm-hmm. if I cried while I was writing and I'm thinking about like, you know, this was so real. Like what? why was this so real? I'm thinking about what I was thinking about while I was writing it, while I'm performing it, you know, and sometimes it's easy to get lost in that because you're looking at everybody, look at you, and they're like, you know, staring in your mouth, and you're like, man, you remember how you felt when you wrote this, like what you were going through, everything you had to grow through just to get to this point. So it's kind of like, man, it's good because, like, you get to see your growth, your personal growth, because you're like, 
you know, I was I was hurt in this place or I was broken here or this really had me feeling some type of way as to where now I'm like, man, this happened, but let me tell you about it. You know, like it's oh, yes. a whole two different mindsets. So, but when you mess up, it, it does get to me. I'm not even going to front. It gets to me bad. There's an artist in Fayetteville that mm-hmm. I met and um, she mentioned that she loves poetry so much, but it's hard for her to see somebody go through what you're going what you said you go through on stage when mm-hmm. they're ripping themselves apart just for the audience to go back to that feeling where they're talking about an inadequacy that they have whether it be a speech impediment or a lost love or somebody dying or or finances or mm-hmm. just take themselves back to that moment where they are sad and to share that she said it's hard for her to see that sometimes because sometimes as poets and artists and performers we really embody that performance so to cry and to put it all out on stage that's something that i really really appreciate each and every one of these poets who i've ever seen do because it's something more than just entertainment we are really um, embodying that emotion that made us write that poem yeah so that's so true yeah such a good point yeah so to forget it um i I forget poems often I, i tend to use the handicap of reading from my book or reading from my phone, mm-hmm. um, but I, I don't present myself to be perfect. So if I mess up on stage, I apologize, and then I'll apologize for apologizing because it should be nothing I should have had to apologize for because I'm not presenting myself up here to be perfect. And if you are a little turned off by me making a mistake, then you probably should listen to somebody different because this is m- me giving you what I am, and I'm definitely not perfect. That's amazing. Thank you for saying that. I I needed to hear that, so thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Next time you get up there, let them know, hey, I made a mistake. Uh, Michael Jordan missed a layup, but he continued to finish that game. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> how often or how long uh, do you practice? Do you have a go-to friend that you call and say, hey, listen to this poem I just finished? Do you have, like, the shower routine, driving routine um, while you're at work? Where is your go-to, this is where I can tap into my poetry in and really go in? Um, so basically in my creative space in my apartment, um, it's like basically the whole downstairs. I made it into like a little studio, whatever, you know, posters, a doodle board, anything that I write and I don't have paper available, which I always do, but the doodle board is nice. Um, I scream my poems every night. My neighbors probably get mad. Like I literally scream them because sometimes I have to like block out my thoughts and how I feel and just get to the point, you know, just practicing, um, reciting, over and over and over again, plenty of wine with those with that practice. Like <laughs> that's awesome. You got some neighbors of yours that's going to hear you perform on this show, and then you're like, <laughs> "What? I heard that poem as I was trying to sleep at two o'clock in the morning because right. that crazy lady was screaming it." Right. Yeah. <laughs> Can we get some screaming poetry up in here? Let it, let us get another one of those. Okay. Okay. Um, just gonna skip right into part three. The middle is kind of long, so yeah. Um, part three. She was my world, but I had to leave her to follow him. And now I'm walking in the midst of the garden when the serpent caught me with my guard in. With no excuses, he takes part in, making me think what I had was important. So now I'm having to pinpoint what he imported because I cannot let this abhorrent thought start absorbing. I've jumped off ship. The attempt to swim has lost me in the torrent of the riptide. All you see is my head and hands float as I try to get by. I get was it the Kanbai, nation of that Fi-Fi and Henai, Ken, I'm stranded on this island, y'all, am I? Gilai, Gen? Mm-hmm. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. 
part three getting his eye on The use of the P's and the wordplay in the beginning of how you really kept me engaged uh, with that wordplay. I'm not just going to call you a poet anymore. I'm going to call you a lyricist because I can really tell that you pay attention to your wordplay on these poems. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. yes. One of my big things, that's really one of the big things. I really like, like I'll say a word like animosity over and over and over again. And then I'm thinking, okay, what else can come out of animosity? And it doesn't have to be anything that rhymes. It could be, um, what did I think about the other day? Animosity, 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 in my city. Like just, you know, breaking down the word, what can I add in here to make a make a story, make a poem? You know what I'm saying? It. Some of these things are true. Some of these things of is are. Or some of the stories are from what people have told me. Like, I'm probably going to write a poem about this because this is my first time ever doing anything like this. So definitely going to write a poem about that. So. Oh, well, I appreciate you uh, um, accepting the invite. Um, and I really hope that you listeners put down a note, uh, a note in your little pad right there because she just let you know it's not necessarily about the rhyming, but the wordplay to repeat that word animosity and break it down. Animosity, am I the one you see? Or really just pay nice, attention nice. to the words in the sense of poetry. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily just rhyming. Um, mm-hmm. It's breaking down the words so we can feel something inside of it. So I really hope y'all listeners tuck that down because it's going to be a test at the end. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. And feel free to share as long as poems that you want. We got a whole hour up in here, so there is no too long of a poem. There is no too short of a poem. Just as long as it's a poem. You can, give, you can give me a haiku and we're going to break that haiku down and talk about how you got into that. So anything that you want, we are welcome to hear. You already know where I, where I spoken stories. W-H-U-P. Y'all should be recognized. Uh, y'all should be used to my voice right now. This Endless Will Poet Laureate of Hillsborough, host of this show. We got Ebony with an eye up in here. What's up, a, y'all? a phenomenal performer. She's just so chill up in here right now. Um, we're going to get into another song by the amazing artist Justin the Beloved. He sent me some amazing music. Uh, let's see what song do I want to play. I'm going to get into Gravity. We'll get into Gravity by Justin the Beloved. Let me know if you like this. You ain't even got to let me know because I already know that you do. And I'm going to put the links to the music on my website. Um, so y'all can listen to it on your own. But here we go again with Gravity by Justin the Beloved.
That was Gravity by Justin the Beloved, and I really, really hope y'all appreciate the acoustics behind that. Not only was that man singing his heart out, but he was playing his heart out as well. That was Gravity by Justin the Beloved, J-U-S-T-I-N-T-H-E-B-E-L-O-V-E-D. I'm going to spell it out so y'all don't have any excuses to put that in your Facebook and in your Google and really, really show that man some support because he's out here working. You think about a working artist, and um, I think about Justin. I think about Ebony Dean. I think about Dasan Hanu. I think about the churches. So y'all really, really, I'm going to keep telling y'all listeners, appreciate what Spoken Stories is bringing to you because we are not just bringing you the bedroom poets who write poems for themselves or we're not just bringing you the musical artists who play music for themselves. I'm bringing you the people who do it for you. Definitely, and also big shouts to Endless Will for putting this all together um, <laughs> for the platform he, he has all together. Like, any none of this could be possible without you, so thank you. Oh, yeah, oh, yes, and while we're giving thanks, I'm going to give a thanks to um, WHUP of Hillsboro uh, for giving me this platform where we're interviewing poets, um, getting a little bit more insight on why they write, how they write, who they're writing for and what they go through as they're sharing poems. Um, she, Ebony, let let you know as I am on stage, I'm not only thinking about the poem. I'm thinking about what I went through as I'm writing the poem. I'm thinking about the audience and how they are viewing me as I'm giving you this art. So next time you go to a poetry show and you see somebody share a poem, I don't care if you don't like the poem. You need to snap for them or clap for them because there is so much more going on in their mind than you as an audience member can even understand. And for them to share themselves with you is amazing. Definitely. Endless will. I have a question for you. You got to answer the question. Oh, yeah. Look, I'm getting interviewed. I started to blush as soon as she said, I got a question for you. What's I got up? a question, too. I'm sorry. I come with questions. Um, so you asked me. You know, what do I think about when I'm on stage and if I mess up and you like you apologize and then you apologize again for apologizing because you shouldn't have to apologize. Um, just the question is, like, how did you get so comfortable like where you are? To be honest with you, um, I have a very humble beginnings in the sense of uh, being able to being um, needing to mature early. I was emancipated at 14. Uh, my father took me down to the courthouse and said, uh, um, you need to be grown because I can't take care of you anymore. 
and just putting myself in the position to succeed at a young age, I feel like that has kept me going um, because I didn't stop then. I always uh, remind myself I was a baby at one time. Mm -hmm. I was a baby who couldn't walk. And that young William Davis learned how to crawl. And then that young William Davis learned how to walk. I probably tripped and stumbled and fell, maybe even bumped my head. But eventually I learned how to walk. That turned into a run. So there is no way that that baby William is stronger than grown 31-year-old William. So there is no reason for me not to try. Because when I was a baby, I couldn't walk. And eventually I walked. So I try to relate every situation in my life to that. At one time I couldn't walk, and eventually I learned how. At one time I didn't know how to do this radio show, but now I know how. Um, and just the continuing wanting to grow and get better is always going to drive me. That's why I call myself Endless Will, not just because my name is William, because will means drive, want forever, um, just a continuous dream and endless in front of that. That is definitely me. So what continues to give me the confidence to keep going is knowing that I can fail and continue to go. I don't base my success on me falling, but what am I learning from that? Um, when I first started doing this radio show, I didn't know anything about the knobs on this board or how to check the levels or how to play the music and jump from interview to music. And now I can do it effortlessly. So just appreciating the fact that I can continue to learn and grow makes every day exciting because what am I going to learn and what am I going to go from for today? Wow. Just shut me up, okay? You crazy. You crazy. <laughs> no, no, no. Really, like, I don't know. You take in all these little things, everything in life, every day, like this conversation. You're going to hear it again. You're going to hear it again. Um, more importantly, just growing. I feel like we're all here for two things. We're either going to teach each other or we're going to learn from each other. Mm -hmm. um, no matter what, we're always going to love each other. But teaching and learning, and you never know what position you're in until you get axed or something happens. So, like, right now, you were teaching, and I was learning, and I was completely okay with it. Like, I was taking it, I was taking, in all, taking it all in, like, yeah, like, that's so good. Like, you know, walking, falling, getting back up, you got to keep going. You just got to keep going. You just got to. You got to keep going. There is no way that little baby, beautiful ebony baby was stronger than you. There is no way. Right. That don't even make no sense. If you look at a picture of you as a baby, <laughs> that baby learned to walk. So why can't you do something that you need to do because that baby got it? Oh, that man. that baby got it. And um, I used to get so discouraged by like mm -hmm. my family and my friends not necessarily supporting my art to the magnitude that I thought that they should. Right. I've I'm originally I've from there. Grand Rapids, Michigan, and mm -hmm. I've featured in my um my hometown like three times and my family members typically don't come to my poetry show and I've spit poems in my grandmother's living room where uh, my aunts and cousins and um, uncles and everybody is there listening to me and they're laughing at me okay. they're thinking that it's funny but I don't even care about someone's opinion when I know what my own opinion and what my own drive has gotten me there so I, I don't even look at somebody scoffing at me or um, their opinion on my life because everybody has heard it before. A lion does not care about the opinion of a sheep. And I know for a fact I'm a lion. Definitely. 
Oh yeah, we got Ebony Dean. She done switched over and took the turntables uh, and uh, started to. Yeah. <laughs> we got the new host of Spoken Stories, Ebony Dean, interviewing <laughs> interviewing the guest, Endless Will. Y'all check it out. We are live <laughs> and in action. I have Endless Will in here. We're about to get it popping. I'm going to ask him a couple questions. It's going to be super lit. Oh, so. this is perfect. This is I am. She she just does not understand. On days where I can't do this, I think I don't find me a host to come over here and take over. What's up, y'all? <laughs> you know I got you. You know I got you. That's what's up. So Ebony. Yes, sir. I appreciate you in here making me smile, making me laugh, and appreciate your pen. Let me get some more appreciation from that pen of yours. All right, all right. Um, one of my personal favorites called Open Up. This is actually the middle of Gilligan's Island. And I'm going to explain the whole Gilligan's Island thing to you, too. I used to like and rewrite things that weren't right. Quotations without citations that have me frustrated at night. No text backs and breakups, those kickbacks and makeups, those hugs with no kiss back, those tugs with no pinch back. Yo, <laughs> we were tight. I'm talking macaroni with no cheese, Dr. Seuss with no things, like a guitar with no strings. We were broken and incompatible, both parallel and still lateral. Young and nothing mattered, roots connected, surface padded and matted because nothing really mattered, but life happens. Most of the time without a say-so. Because even when I say no, I meant yes. It's funny how bait causes stress. It's funny how debates make a mess. It's funny how all this relates to a decrease of progress. It's funny how we try to forget to forgive, and you end up forgetting how to give me your all. Two wrongs don't make a right, so I try to right all my wrongs. So instead of really trying to make this work, we pack U-Hauls, and I end up seeing a decrease in your calls. And we wonder why things don't last when in the beginning we talk about our past and don't realize the cycle. We think all our partners are cycle, but that's what happens when you open up. And now I'm walking around moping because this wasn't meant to be. But I'm all lost in love, but keep loving continuously. I'm hurting all thinking you deserve my all until all that deserved stuff starts to dissolve. We come back like recalls, call it Humpty Dumpty, putting stuff back together after he falls. <laughs> You are so dope lyrically. You are so dope lyrically. I keep forgetting to take notes because I'm listening. I'm not even doing my job because I'm so busy being entertained. It's almost like uh, you've played basketball before. It's like being on defense and you're supposed to be holding your guy, but you get so caught up on the per on the point guard dribbling and crossing over that I got the back cut there and I got scored on. Like I am so <laughs> I am so much of a fan of you. I appreciate you coming up in here and really blessing me with your work because the wordplay, the Humpty Dumpty, the Humpty Dumpty, excuse me, how you really made me ride, made us as an audience ride that wave with your cadence and just the pauses, the pauses for importance. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Explain that Gilligan's Island concept you came up with. Gilligan's Island, so Remember that I told you the first part of it. At first, I was mad at my sister for taking my clothes, but then it started. I started looking at myself, and so um, open up is when I. That was it was actually supposed to be in the middle that I didn't do it because I thought it was too long, but um yeah. So that was the middle, and open up was basically about exactly what it says: opening up, um, realizing the the ties you need to break with yourself so you can become better. And a lot of people don't know how to do that. They don't know how to cut ties with people or with different habits so they can grow. And it's more of a, like a, I don't know if it's like they just don't want to, like they're they're rebelling or if it's just like an ignorance thing, like they just don't know and they just don't care and they don't want to find out. But um, growing up, um, from going 
okay, a college adult and then real life adult is two different types of adults to me. Um, in college, you're like, yeah, you know, I can ask my mom to send me some money. You're good. But then, like, now it's like, oh, man, I got to figure out how I'm going to make this work. Like, how I'm going to pay my rent, pay my car note, then have to pay this to go there. You know, it's it's all about figuring out. So opening up, it was like, boom, look, here are your issues. You're going to have to break some ties with people, with yourself. You're going to have to grow out of this. You're going to have to leave that alone. <clears throat> excuse me, you're not going to mess with them. You cannot talk to them because they don't know how to communicate with you. A lot of it is people don't know how to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And you have to teach them only by reacting. You can't tell them like, hey, don't talk to me like that. What's wrong with you? No, it's like, hi. Or somebody says, hey, what's up, ma? I'm like, greetings, how are you? <laughs> you know, oh, yes. like you got to switch it all the way back around so they understand how to approach you and how to talk to you. And that's basically what Open Up was about. It's like, boom, you have these issues, but now this is how you need to be addressed. This is how you have to address other people because what you're going to do or what you're doing is you're going to bring in the wrong crowd and you're not going to grow. You're going to get stuck where you are and sink into that sinking sand and just be there. It came up with that metaphor, that scenario that you just said in the sense of a young man approaching you with, hey, ma, how you doing? Um, with just a blatant disrespect and your mm-hmm. response is, hey, greetings, how are you doing today, sir? Um, that reminds me of a, a mindset that I've adapted as of lately in the sense of meeting me at my success mm-hmm. opposed to meeting you at your failure. Right. You could easily That's you could good. easily meet that young man at his failure and snap on him and twist mm-hmm. your neck and roll your eyes, but that is stooping down to his level. So now right. you have given him the opportunity to approach you successfully when you're like, greetings, young man, how are you doing? There is no way that anybody can come back at you disrespectful when your approach is that and I really try my best to adapt that every single day I'm going to meet you at your success and not at your failure in the sense of arguing or being combative or anything like of that nature because when you approach them positively mm-hmm. they they have no other option either to run away mm-hmm. or approach you that way back you are correct and sometimes I feel like it's intimidating mm-hmm. but like it intimidates all the right people you know if you're intimidated you probably don't need anything else you don't want anything from me like what do you want you, there's nothing you can do uh, besides teach or learn because i'm going to love you regardless oh yeah teach and learn those are the two there are you're either a learner or you're a teacher and sometimes you can be both mm-hmm. but you don't need to just be no bystander just watching right oh yeah i got some more questions for you i love questions that's what we are about um why did you first start sharing your poems um, you mentioned that you use this as an emotional outlet to talk about how your day is going or a particular situation. And in college, um, it was that release to sit there and write. But what made you start performing? Or do you remember that first open mic that you went to? Um, my first open mic, I did this poem I wrote in high school called, uh, I forgot it. I forgot <laughs> the name of it, but it was it was a poem basically about how slavery affected. How do you think, how you how I thought slavery affected me? Mind you, this is a high school ebony, not you know adult ebony, growing up ebony, um, still growing ebony. Um, so I wrote the poem, and everybody loved it. They were like, "You need to go do an open mic. You need to go do an open mic." Mind you, I've been writing since about sixth to seventh grade, so I've had time to write mostly about you know boys that I thought I was in love with that I wasn't in love with so that's one thing and then um when I did it they were like you need to do an open mic and I'm like okay well I go check it out and 
yeah, I like doing the open mic. The open mic was dope. Um, just all the different vibes in there. A lot of rappers in there. So it was kind of, I got kind of, you know, shy. Like, you know, you guys rap. I just do poetry. I don't know if that's not on, on the same caliber or not. But um, as I kept going, I got more comfortable with it. And a lot of people, it was kind of cool because a lot of people was like, you know, I needed to hear that. And I remember how it was when I wrote it. So it was like, if that was, you know, pleasing to me, if it, it helped me release whatever I, however I felt, then it could release something else for somebody else. And you never know how your words are blessing somebody else or changing somebody else's life. So it's kind of like, you know what, from now on, I'm only going to speak about positive things, positive situations, because... You never know who's listening. Do you feel like that response, that positive response there, somebody approaching you saying, I really needed to hear that, do you think that that inspired you to continue to present yourself on stage to get those type of recognitions and um, the silent recognitions too because just because somebody didn't say that to you mm-hmm. doesn't mean that they didn't feel that. So do you feel like that particular interaction helps you to continue to um, aspire to be a performing poet? Oh, definitely. And I'm pretty sure you can definitely relate but um, it's I mean it's really amazing to have somebody like you know I went through something like that because it's like you just got up there and told everybody your business. That's how I feel sometimes. Like man, I just told them all my business, and then not thinking about it, like you know you're not the only one going through that same issue. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. You're bold enough to say it. You can talk about it. Like you're just opening doors for yourself. You don't know who you can go speak for. Um, I met a lady. Her name is Allison. I'm gonna. We talked about doing something in the black community, um, a community engagement for lupus. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that, you know, a lot of people struggle with this. So I'm like, hey, I can write a poem. I know a lot of people, not a lot of people, but I'm pretty sure we can get some people together and just throw a community event. Like, you never know what options, what doors will open from you just saying anything. Oh, yes. And we are needed. Poets are needed just for that particular person coming up to you and acknowledging your poem, letting you know that I felt that. Um, It's something different between poetry and music. Um, I've been to a lot of musical concerts and I've been to a lot of open mics or feature poetry shows. Mm -hmm. And that feeling that that poet gives you or maybe just because I'm such a fan of poetry, but I really um, separate the two in Mm -hmm. the sense of something personal in the sense of poetry and the music as entertainment. And Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that it's not just as personal, but I really, really feel that that poetry is solely personal with little drippets of entertainment in there. And music tends to be solely entertainment. Yeah, solely. I agree. I agree. Um, on my upcoming project, I have like four songs that I've written that I'm kind of, you know, second guessing because, of course, they started out with a poem and then I just like wrote a little hook like in between the poem or whatever. And it's not even it's not even a verse like it's like a poem, like literally like maybe about a minute and a half of me speaking and then a hook comes on and you're like just to tie it all in. But um, oh, yeah, just, don't don't be hesitant about that, though. That creativity is going to um, pr- branch out and yeah. really plant some seeds. I had a um, young lady I had here before, mm-hmm. and she's a uh, my feature, actually, Satoria. She was my feature on episode two, my apologies. But she is a singer as well as a poet. Mm-hmm. So she infuses singing Ooh. along with her poetry. Like, she'll go in on a poem and then start singing and then go back to the poem. So like, as you mentioned in the very first couple minutes of this episode, there is no restrictions to poetry. So I'm going to beg you, please, please, please put those hooks along with those poems, put that out there because I'm definitely going to enjoy it. 
Oh man, I hope you do. It's so, I'm supposed to be done with it by the end of May. So like right now, I'm just going back, changing some things, and um, I kind of want like some, like some shirts or something. What's the name of your project? I haven't thought about it yet. So we got a uh, exclusive uh, release right there. She just let us know she's got a project coming out in May. Um, she doesn't even know the name of it yet, which is perfectly fine because May's a long time away. Right. Um, she <laughs> has some poems that have some hooks in there that's going to be extremely original. You've got Ebony Dean with an I right there. That's probably going to be the name of the track, uh, the name of the whole album. Right. Ebony, Ebony with an I. That <laughs> we done solidified it. We've got Ebony in here with an I uh, coming from Durham, Hillside Bread. we got Spoken Stories in here, W-H-U-P-L-P. Um, we are going to continue this amazing interview. We don't got that much time left. Um do you have another question for me? Because I've got more questions for you. Would you like to um, share a poem? Are we going to close out with some Justin the Beloved? So I know I'm going to finish with that. So just um, I'm, I'm going to let you pick and choose where you, where you want to go with this. All right, all right, all right. Since <laughs> it's my first time ever in the radio and this radio station, and this is pretty cool, I'm going to ask you another question. I like this. We done switched it over. I promise yes. you. Let's for, do this, this is my 10th um, episode, and I haven't had any questions asked uh, of me yet, so I find this pretty fascinating. Okay, so... You've written books. Yes. You're an amazing teacher. Thank you. Husband and dad. Thank you. So my question for you is, what's next up your sleeve? Like, you got the radio show popping. You got the books popping. Of course, you're killing, like, killing it on stage. What's next? Where do you want to go? What's next? Where do you see yourself? What's next for me is to really, really get young people to appreciate writing um, and bring out another Endless Will or another Ebony Dean. There's uh, the middle school that I work at. There's so many phenomenal writers that are so stuck on their mm. middle school emotions that mm. they don't even understand how amazing they are as writers. <laughs> there's so many um, amazing high school writers out here, and I'm pretty sure there's so many of them that I haven't even met before. So just with this show, I really hope that somebody understands that we need more poets out here. We need more artistic people. So my goal is just to branch out and really, really, um, get other people to come in here. I'm going to bring some young ladies at the middle school that I teach at in here after spring break, probably mid-April. They're going to record on the radio station. Amazing. So just to gift that to a sixth grader and a seventh grader to record on the radio, I'm hoping that that plants a seed so they can continue to work and want to uh, be an artist. So just influence um, mm -hmm. to, to end that as um, subtle as I can, mm -hmm. would just be influence. I really want to continue to influence others, whether it be coaching basketball, bringing people in the radio, or publishing more books. Um, just really thrive on influence, because I know those who have affected me in the past um, in a positive way, their influence is the reason why I'm continuing to go. So just really, really try to sprinkle that influence on people. Wow. Like every answer, uh, every question, um, I'm sorry, every answer that you give is so detailed. It makes you think about your whole life before you ask another question. So I appreciate that. That was really dope. Um, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so yeah. much. Um, like like I, I really can't even express enough how happy I am every day um, in high school. I, I, I literally graduated high school sleeping on an air mattress, um, living with my best friend's parents because my parents weren't there graduated high school with a good GPA, but it's just so annoying and arrogant. So to be mm -hmm. at this place now where I'm a father and my son is an amazing athlete and my other kids are just super dope, got mm -hmm. all A's and B's, and my wife is just beautiful and the nicest person I've ever met. So mm -hmm. to have this platform, I can't even, like, I, I don't even remember the last time I had a bad day considering how much I drive, how much I'm driven. Like, I don't even remember the last time I had a bad day. 
Wow. That's amazing. You should be happy every day anyway. So. You should. Oh, yes. I've seen this uh, quote on Facebook, which makes it true. Yeah. <laughs> Anything on Facebook Anything is true. Anything on Facebook <laughs> is true. I've seen this quote on Facebook, and it said, it is impossible to have a bad day with a good attitude, and it's impossible to have a um, good day with a bad attitude. And I was like, you know what? Look at that. So true. Look at Facebook being the gospel today. Amen. Amen to Facebook. Well, well, well. So can I get, um, let me get some more words. I'm pretty sure the listeners would really, really enjoy one more piece from you um, before I ask my closing question and end with Justin the Beloved, where I spoken stories, WHUP, every Wednesday, 6 to 7 p.m. on 104.7. Um, you already know where we at. You can find us on our website. You can find WHUP.com. Uh, endlesswill.com on Facebook, so many platforms where you can find spoken stories. So if you're not listening, um, that's your choice, and I'm going to find you and make you listen to it. Before I even go ahead and put this down, this is off of the upcoming project that I'm going to drop in May. It's going to be like a little verse or whatever, but also you can find me on Instagram at queen underscore ebz. Queen is spelled regular, underscore e-b-e-e-z-z-y, and on um, Facebook, Ebony Dean. All right, so, um, yeah, here it goes. <clears throat> I'm also going to put those plugs on her social media on the um, website. So for those of you who are listening who want to connect with Ebony, if you didn't get a chance to find that, you can just go um, to the website, and you'll be able to find her and follow her from there. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So <laughs> I like the fellas with the full lips who, by the ladies, tulips rent the sweet out for the weekend just to feed her fruit with Cool Whip. I like the way he do it, but my grind don't include him. Now he's screaming time, and I need time to pursue him. So we chilling straight, cooling, kind of like him, think he's smooth. We in the kitchen cooking food. He tried to kiss me. I said, move. He said, dang, girl, you rude. I said, he's childish like his youth. He's, he giggled like his truth, and now I'm tickled like him too. I roll my eyes like any ways. He tries so many ways. He wanna he wants to become my fave, but he is weird like Flavor Flav. But in the whip, you see, he don't say a thing. Listen to the pain from the music that he plays. So we chillin' straight coolin'. I'm busy playing peekaboo with all my booze cause I choose to pick up when I do. I got a bad attitude. I burn mad stuff too, but you can never complain when you got your hands full. Mind you, that slowed down, not on beat. But who really cares? Let's listen to Justin the Beloved. <laughs> that was awesome. I cannot get enough of you today. The humor, just the poise, the humbleness. Girl, appreciate yourself because it ain't nobody else that write like you. Oh, and man. I really, really, really mean that. There is nobody out here that's writing like you. You just so, so lyrical. I promise you, you are a, like, rapper poet. And I, don't, I wish that there was, like, a play on words that I can blend that together because your wordplay is just perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. And I really, really enjoyed it. We got Ebony Dean. She didn't already let you know where she can find you on the social, on the Facebook, on the Instagram. Please follow her beautiful smile. She is an amazing person. That crossover is deadly and the jump shot is wet. And she is also an amazing poet. I really hope that y'all listeners enjoy her today. I got my closing question, kind of similar to the question that she asked me. Gotcha, gotcha. What's next? What's next for you? Oh, man. Um, So... What's next is every poem that I did write that I didn't end up, that it wasn't spoken, it's still going to be spoken, but in a book. So my next project will be a book. So I'm pretty excited about that. 
I kind of have like it all together because it's only, you know, but so many um, poems that I'm gonna actually say. Mm-hmm. So the book is gonna book is gonna be dope. Hopefully, I reach hearts with the book and change minds. Oh yes, I um especially as people of color, uh, we used to get murdered for for reading. Yeah, so definitely. It's facts. It's like a real life thing. If I, I don't even care if I was handing the book to my master, which I hate saying, but somebody seen me with the book, I might have gotten whipped, hung, or murdered for holding a book. Yeah. So right now. Um, people of color, if you are a writer, get that book out so your ancestors can smile up on your heart. You know, because it. that really means something. That is powerful. So if the next thing that you coming out is with a book, then I can't wait to grab it. I'm gonna be the first person to buy it oh. because one thousand percent, I'm not even. Uh, I don't even feel a certain way about saying this, but on my way leaving the studio today, I could die. Driving, my car could explode. Something could happen. I could die. And tomorrow, as sad as everybody is. They can still purchase my book and mm-hmm. they can see what I was about and what I represented in the That's sense amazing. of my faith and the sense of what I represent politically mm-hmm. and how I am a father. Because um, pictures fade away, but books last forever. Right. So I really, really appreciate those who have books out and I can't wait to put your book in my hand. Oh, man, that's amazing. I can't wait to take those ankles under your feet, okay? Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> See, we're going to have to extend this interview <laughs> because she's been talking head about beating me in basketball for so long. We hooped one time, and, like, we – I think you and I wasn't on the same team, and we both was just being so silly, but it yeah. was it was very <laughs> enjoyable. With W-H-U-P-L-P, Hillsboro, you got Paul Lord of North Carolina as your host here, Endless Will Davis. You already know where you can follow me, and if you can't, you're not looking hard enough. And we got <laughs> Ebony Dean up in the building. What's going on, y'all? Yeah, I'm going to close out with thanking you for your time. I appreciate you coming um, all the way to Hillsboro, driving out here from Raleigh, um, Durham area, to come and show some support at Spoken Stories and let the listeners know what you are about. Thank you. Thanks. Like I said before, thanks for everything. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks for being patient with me as far as scheduling. Um, Just thanks for you. Thanks for everything you're doing and just keep going. Don't stop no matter what. Um, I wrote this quote the other day. If you remember why you started, you should never quit. Hey, if you remember why you started, then you should never quit. On that note, hey, go Justin and Beloved name of the song is talking to god thank you justin i'll be talking to my god every minute not just with my mouth we communicate spirit yes i am and i feel i'll be talking to my god i'll be talking to my god i'll be talking to my god every minute not just with my mouth we communicate spirit got the holy ghost so i can hear him in the worship way yeah i fear him i be i be I be, I be talking to my God, 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 I be talking to my God every minute, not just with my mouth, we communicating spirit, yes I hear him and I feel him, I be talking to my God, I be talking to my God, I be talking to my God every minute. Like it's the end thing, yeah, he's the bridegroom, but I get the bring. 
don't think he has to say me Cause his words are so sweet His voice is so true Don't get it confused or misconstrued In a relationship, this is what you do It's give and take, he gave and I took I be talking to my life.